Hi everyone, my name is Olu Ngalu Banjo and um, you can call me Olu for short. I beat the often part by creating Ready, a clean tech, a climate tech company that provides clean and reliable electricity to individuals and businesses in energy poor communities. Um, I do this because um, I myself have lived the first 25 years of my life struggling with reliable electricity and I feel it, and I feel I'm obliged to because of those um, living through the pain of um, lack of electricity, I have enough experience and resources to um, provide electricity to the people that I care I care most about, which is a lot of over 200, over 100 million Nigerians right now that struggle with one form of electricity or the other. Welcome back to the Beat the Often Path podcast. I'm your host, Ross Palmer. Joining us today is Olugbenga Olubanjo, the founder and CEO of Ready, a Nigerian startup that seeks to bring power to the 70 plus million Nigerians who do not have reliable access. Over 600 million people in Africa lack access to reliable power, but how do we solve this problem in the growing digital divide? Well, Olugbenga created the Ready Capsule, a rechargeable power bank that people can rent for just 50 cents per day. Olu has already impacted thousands of people with his work, and his product was featured in the 100 Best Inventions of 2021 by Time. This is a remarkable tale of taking matters into your own hands. So here's Olugbenga Olubanjo of Ready. Well, first of all, I have to say welcome to the show, but thank you very much for uh, for joining me. And your name is obviously way cooler than my name could ever hope to be, so I'm very jealous. <laughs> How do you pronounce your first name again for the audience? Yes, Olubenga. Olugbenga, that's so awesome. Yeah, my name is comparatively incredibly boring, so we're gonna go with yours. That's why you're here. We're here to, uh, you're here to make this more entertaining and more fun. Uh, so you have a really cool story, and it's based on a very serious point. So Nigeria is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the countries that has the least access to electricity in general in the world. Sometimes with uh, tens of millions, like, do you say, uh, near a hundred million people don't have access to electricity in Nigeria? Yeah, over 100 million people live in one form of energy poverty or the other. Um, the record is over 70 million people have no access to electricity, and another 70 million are connected to the grid, but they struggle with live electricity, meaning they have less than fast of electricity every day. Oh my goodness. So, okay, you yourself, you've gone to school in Toronto, you've traveled around the world, I think, right? So how did you come up with this concept that you have, and how did you get involved in back in your local community? Yeah, uh, my story is very accidental. So it's, um, I would say, energy I like that. I supposed to me discovering energy. It's um, so I, I, like I said, I, I spent the first and four years of my life in Nigeria. Um, um, I did my degree in Nigeria engineering at the University of Ibadan, Nigeria. Um, I had a very so I had a distinction then in engineering and immediately got a scholarship into University of Toronto, but. Prior to that, um, I've always struggled with live electricity um, one form of, in one form of um, way or the other. Um, where I lived, where I grew up, the, the challenge has always been live electricity for the first 24 years. Um, actually, um, when I was in my second year, I couldn't go for roughly two years because the, the, where my parents lived, there was no electricity for a whole two years. There was, there was zero. So everybody wow. basically was using generator and everybody was using and when I was growing up as well, my parents had we had this lantern that my parents lived in. We were just four 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 kids. My parents gave us like everybody has their own lantern to do the assignments. 
I call those um, carrots, small carrots and lantern. So I've lived that life, which is normal for me. Um, so when I left Nigeria to Toronto, and the first time in my life I had access to 24-7 electricity and my, my um, productivity quadruple. And beside that, I talk to my mom every time. She calls me every week and we kind of talk. And sometimes when I talk to her, her phone goes off and she's like, oh, then we kind of catch up the next day. She tells me, oh, sorry, there was no power and all those kind of stuff. And I ask her, mommy, why are you not exploring some of these solutions that exist? And I was like, solutions that exist were designed, were not designed in such a way that it sustainably like, um, solve the people's problem. When, when I, when I, what I mean by that is that these solutions are not, doesn't grow with the people and majority of people find it very, very expensive and um, um, very expensive to assess. So I felt, I mean, I'm in Toronto now, I have this access to electricity, I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of more engineering background, given the fact that I've studied engineering before, I'm more doing my uh, master's degree right now. And I have a little bit of street on that street on that side of entrepreneurship, given the fact that I did, I ran a business all through my undergraduate school. So combining those together, I was like, I'm gonna to try to tackle this problem because it's a problem that if I don't solve it, it's gonna solve it. I've lived the pain, why not me? And I just threw myself into it. And that was that was how Ready began. It was, um, we started with thinking about building, putting solar panels on umbrellas because there's a lot of sun in Nigeria. Then we observed that that product is not gonna scale. Then I was taking my bath one day and I was like, why not make it as simple as just, like, like why not make a system as simple as this liquid soap container, something that is just easy for you to move around. They can always like use it anywhere, they can return it anywhere. And more importantly, um, think about the business model that allows people to easily access it. And that's why we have to innovate on the technology side when it comes to designing the capsule and also innovate on the business model side when we have to do just rent, when we have to do rental, meaning that people could access electricity irrespective of their socioeconomic background. You will recall in Nigeria, there's majority of people in Africa live on less than four dollars per day, meaning that we can't build a system that costs like three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for them to buy. So my own thinking was that. I need to build quality, but more importantly, besides building quality, I also need to make it very affordable. And that was how um, Ready Capsule came into play. That was how we started using the rental model, which allows people to, with just 50 cents, people could access electricity on the go. So what we did was that we had, uh, we leveraged on these um, local business owners, local stores, so like, um, um, distribute the ready capsule because these guys exist already and people just go to them to like rent capsules. They make money, we make money, the um, the customer gets access to electricity and we keep that cycle rolling. Um, I mean, it's 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 a very, very amazing model and um, we've been optimizing it ever since. So, um, I started in 2019 full time. Um, we currently have over 1,500 Arsenal businesses now and we're excited about uh, even moving more deeper into like more communities and individuals, uh, more communities and making more impacts you know, in the coming year. So it's really a very fascinating experience. That's awesome. So do you think that travel was an important part of you reaching that conclusion? Would you have gotten there without traveling outside of the country for a while? No, I won't have. <laughs> I, traveling, okay. was, yeah, traveling was very, very enlightening, yeah. <laughs> so what, what are some of the things that you noticed and how were you enlightened while you were traveling? How did that change yeah, your mindset? I, I, I was able to see how important it is when you don't worry about power, how it really affects your productivity. 
And like I said, for the first time in my life, I had friends for access to electricity. For the first time. I mean, I was I came from a decent family where it's not you barely get strength for some electricity based on where I live. Um, so it was um, it was a kind of total mind shift that this if my productivity could quadruple, imagine what that would allow for like some other kids or um, or people like me or even for myself. I'm asking myself if I'd had this electricity strength for some, maybe I would have done way better in school. Um, um, maybe I would have done way better, made more impacts, worked on better projects. Um, so it was there's a lot of like um, mind shift. And more importantly, I was um, I was in the midst of um, um, of people. I was a master college then at the University of Toronto, where we have a lot of a, a very, very outstanding students that dare want to dare anything. So there was this drive to like you know what build stuff stuff, soft problem and just like throw yourself at it. So yeah, traveling was very crazy. Without traveling, I don't think I would, like I said, for me, the journey was very accidental. Without traveling, I wouldn't have even thought around um, um, building this because most of you that actually helped me building this were also students, my colleagues in University of Toronto. So there's a lot of like um, being outside Nigeria that made that happen and looking at the problem more holistically allowed me to see it more I mean, I kind of leveraged my experience, but looking at it from like from the outside made me made it more clear and more visible. So yeah, traveling was very critical. That's incredible. So did you choose Canada consciously, or you said it was accidental? Did you just end up there by default? How did you end up in Canada? Yeah, so I end up. <laughs> it's um, it's another funny story. I always call it a miracle because I. Um, so I was thinking of I wanted to do entrepreneurship full time when I left when I left school I wa- I was working on a um, on a fashion startup that failed and um, it was December and I was talking to a couple of my friends I was like you know what I think it's time to uh, it's time to it's time to go to grad school I was just feeling this much in my spirit that maybe I should go to grad school I should just focus on entrepreneurship full time I had a little bit of funding then seed funding then five thousand dollars from to the Daily Foundation, and I was like, okay, maybe I should do this, I should not do that. And I spoke to one of my friends, his name is Lamide, who is also an entrepreneur now, and he was like, entrepreneurship and grad school is not mutually exclusive. That was it, I was just like, hmm, they're actually not mutually exclusive. Meaning you can actually do entrepreneurship and still go to school at the same time. You just have to go yeah. to a school that could accommodate both. So I did a couple of research, it was already late, then I applied to U of T towards the end of December, then I got in in February, and um, yeah, that was that was it. I only applied to three schools then, um, and uh, luckily I got into all. I was just very amazing. And it was it was um, it was like I said, it was um, something. Even going to grad school for me was something that I never, I never. It was something I I I had to do based on my friend making a statement that um, entrepreneurship and going to grad school are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> that was what changed my own. That's it. Like, so you're like, okay, I can do both, and you did do both. Yeah, All right, so you, you go, you realize that you can quadruple your productivity, something that I'm still looking for. If you've got any ideas for how I can quadruple my productivity, you let me know, okay, because I would, I would love that. But it, it speaks to the idea of a lot of people don't understand how these fundamental things have such a huge impact, right? Electricity, water, food, these things that are so essential that many of us who don't live in areas like that are very grateful for. We, we take them for granted. And you must have witnessed yeah. that yourself, even in Canada, people who are just never, ever thought about a single day in their life when they didn't have electricity. If we get a blackout for one hour, it's, it's an emergency. What are we going to do? 
imagine going your whole life and how that would compound. Obviously, we couldn't be doing this without electricity, yeah. without internet, without all of this infrastructure stuff that makes basically being a part of the modern world possible. Yes. So I think it's an incredibly noble thing that you've done to take this on your shoulders and to say, how can I do this? So describe the rental model. It's uh, 50 cents a day, if I'm not mistaken, right? And describe how you came up with that product and that model. Yeah, thanks so much, Rose. Um, so, yes, I agree with you. There's a lot of like um, people, it's a lot of like people that, I mean, even in Nigeria, that don't understand how the gravity of this problem. But thank God sometimes, I mean, God, God take you through um, this journey sometimes to, to see more broadly and obviously to offer a solution. So, um, for me, the rental model came to be um, when I was thinking through the people I really care about and who should access, who should, who should, who are my target market for this solution? So the solution yeah. I was building, I knew that the most of the 70 million Nigerians right now that have no access to electricity, and majority of them are living on less than less than three dollars per day. Majority of yeah. them. So the question is that the question is that any solution that I, that we are going to build must be insanely affordable. It can't be just affordable. It can't be, and it also must be easy for them to access. So the question is that. How, can, how will I build a very quality system, which is quite expensive, and make it also equally very affordable to these people? So, like, the selling cost of rent is around $300 if you want to sell outrightly. But the question is that the moment you say you want to sell it, majority, 70 million, more than 100 million people won't even have access to it because majority, more than 50% of Nigerians live on less than $4 a day. So, automatically, that means that you've cut off the main people that really need this. And for me, it was, it was a lot of thinking around, okay, how do we do this? How do we make it work? How yeah. should, it be, should, should it be? Should it be rental? Should it be sales? Then I'm thinking about the, like, the way bike renting work. I was like, okay, we can actually do something around rental. Then the next question was that, how do we secure the infrastructure? How do we make it? What, what's going to be the process around that rental? Because also it's a very Nigeria, um, in, uh, Nigeria is a very, um, there's a low, low, uh, what's it called, low trust environment where you don't have like, people don't have like all the data that you can use to like validate them or know what they, who they are and all the stuff. So basically we have to build an entire infrastructure to manage your rental process, which is collecting people's um, digital profile, collecting the, um, doing the total pictorial profiling for the capsules, um, doing, um, collecting people's NI number, collecting their address, collecting a book of information around them that's kind of combining both social engineering to even core technology and mixing everything together to be able to like fuji uh, um, solution to these people. And that's also why we even use like local ambassadors because we have these local ambassadors who already have like stores in their communities, they are credible. People go to them already, they have some kind of food traffic, people trust them. So they are the ones that carry the capsule and they are the ones that are now like, people go to them now to rent the capsule. And in exchange, they make 15% of that, of the cost of renting the capsule, while we now we take the remaining, remaining uh, 85. So it's kind of a model that will continue to evolve. I mean, we, when we started, it was very tough, I'm gonna to be blunt. It's, uh, we, we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, there's a lot of like learning that was that went in the first capsule that we that we deployed 
was blown off by people because they didn't know they were just plugging, they were plugging, somebody plugged an iron and just blew up the castle. So we had to like try educating people about like what you don't plug, what you plug, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, right now we are at the point where we are serving around 1,500 businesses every month. I was just excited about that because yeah, there's been a lot of like progress. And um, I mean, stumbling block, becoming stepping stones, and we just keep, keep things like rolling. That's incredible. Well, of course. Uh, so somebody who rents this thing for 50 cents, how long do they get it for? For 24 hours? And what do they typically do with it? Yeah, so, so they get it for 24 hours. So it's just for, we get it for a day. And the thinking around that is that um, most people, most people, especially people that work and people that like, majority of people that rent it are teachers, farmers, traders. They have a kind of like lifestyle where they, they start their day in the morning, they go to this bus station, take a bus, then they go back or they come back home around 6 a.m. or they come back around 6 p.m. So there's this, you can actually model their way of life even through their past. So what happens is that when they go in the morning, they pick up the capsule at um, the rental station, they drop the one that depleted out in the, the other day, then they pick it up to the 24 hours start, let's say around like 8, 8 a.m. for most, and they go to their store with the capsule, they use it in their store, they use it for all their, to meet up their daily energy needs, which involves powering their phones, powering laptops, powering um, um, like fans, TVs, basically basic devices that you need to just keep to make to keep life going um radios um basically all the simple devices so they, they use it to power that and when they are coming back in the evening when they are coming back in the evening, they take the capsule home they use it to, they use it to power like power their lightning and all those kind of stuff at home then the next morning they are dropping it off at the at the um, ambassador station and picking a new one entirely a, a fully charged one so the ambassadors and the ambassadors in turn just go to our own we have a, a charge station where they go to that charge station and they just drop the capsule at that charge station and we also like we kind of fill them with a new capsule so it's, it's that kind of like just um flow that kind of continues to happen every single time from ambassador from customers to ambassadors ambassadors to us we we move back to ambassadors then ambassadors um customers feedback from ambassador and we continue the process so yeah that's um that's how we run the the whole process and it's just for 24 hours um, I mean, sometimes some of them drop around 25, 26 hours, but majority of people try to, we kind of give a little bit of leeway for those, but majority of people drop yeah. it within 24 hours. That's incredible. So how many things can I actually charge with this? Can I charge a couple phones? How many hours can I get on my laptop with it before it dies? Yeah, you can charge your laptop for th um, three times. Um, the, depending on the kind of laptop nice. you're using, like the capsule is a two hundred watt hour cap uh, system. Um, for phones, the capsule I mean, one capsule will charge three phones at the same time. Could power like um, um, two bulbs for for more than for more than seven hours, and could power a TV for more than for roughly five hours. So that's just one capsule. So the, it's a two hundred watt hour system that, depending on the wattage of whatever you are plugging to it, it could power it for. Yeah. For, for a long time. So majority of what happens is that we try to tell our customers to plug. Well, we, we can't plug anything that is more than 200 watt out of the capsule because that automatically, be, be, it becomes more way over. It shuts down now entirely. Um, but like anything you plug into it must be less than 200 watts capacity. And majority of the devices, some phones are just 10 watts, 3 watts. Um, a, an average laptop is 40 watts, 50 watts. An average, um, um, what's it called? An average um, um, TV, is also like 50 watts. So majority of the majority of them have they always have around like 
four to six hours of power, depending on whatever. If they are flogging big devices, and if they are flogging small devices like phones, they they tend to use it for for round for your day. Even flogging friends' phone. We've had people that actually rented together, so the um like a, a mother renting for her daughters, and they are using it to plug their phone, power their lightning, and they use it for a whole day. So it's um that kind of like um it gives it basically gives people power on the go that's what we say we say we put power in your hand and we allow you to kind of control your own energy destiny um because right what, what happened without when we were not in the market is that people go to all these small stations to like charge their phones they drop their phones there some of them get their phones stolen and sometimes they pay they pay close to 30 cents to even charge one phone so it just makes sense for them it's more affordable and they are also able to like move it around maybe you can use it in, you can use the ready capsule in your store you can use it at home you can you can move it around and that's also what influences the unique design that we had when it comes to like making it very mobile and easy to move around um when the cost of like thinking around the design and when we're designing the system um from um when we, i mean then in the uft so people are using this to charge their phones they're using it to charge their laptops there is the infrastructure there so explain to me maybe a little bit, how is it that I can have cell phone service but not access to power? I can have a working phone but no ability to charge it. How does that happen, do you think? Yeah, so um, so the way the way we've done the, what, what's happening is that everybody's struggling in one way or the other, unfortunately. Yeah. The so we have this phone three G infrastructure um, that is powered by Jizu. So I mean I was talking to one of the CEOs of the of those uh, what's called um, towers infrastructures like earlier this year, and it was telling me that they spent, I think they spent over one point eight million dollars every month, every day, over one point eight million dollars every day on diesel across all their sites, um, 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 every every single day. So people, they, they, I mean, they have to people have to find a way to like make it work. So the most people that all happen is that internet becomes like ridiculously expensive. Um, the cost of like all these things just get very very expensive. So the 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 telecommunication um, people, the telecommunication companies, they try to make sure they use Dizu to keep lights on on their sites. Every for, to try to make sure lights um, there's power on those towers. So those towers powers like uh, are connected to those the smartphones and people just like use those smartphones. So that's that's the way it's always work. But everybody's struggling one way or the other, unfortunately. Uh, but it's getting very, it's getting interesting now as like there's a transition to like clean energy and people are starting to like embrace um, batteries, solar panels in some of these big towers as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's quite a challenge, um, but we are, we are, I'm excited about the new transition because there's a lot of like embracing much more cleaner and sustainable um, um, energy sources to like power some of those towers. But it's still a big challenge in Nigeria and mm. some other African countries as well. Mm. But it is interesting the way these things work out. So if I can just get my phone turned on, then at least I can use it in theory. And maybe I can tether off of my phone to get internet for my laptop, but we need power. Yeah. And you mentioned that if you were selling your device outright, it would be $100, which is unobtainable for many of the people that you're working with. However, um, at 50 cents a day, do you think that people, are they generally affording to use this every single day or is it something that they use every other day or once a week? How often can people actually make this happen? So majority of people that rent, that use our system, actually rent, they rent for more than 20 days in a month. 
So we get to them rent back to back every single like every single day. Almost every day. Um, okay. Yeah, almost every day. Um, and some of them were extended like rent for. So we had people that rent for a week outrightly, people that rent for a month outrightly. Um, people rent, and 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 we, we the selling price for our system is three hundred dollars. So three hundred dollars oh, per. Yeah, and um, for people that want to buy outrightly, which becomes very expensive for most people. Yeah. Um, but like for rental people, just it's the same cost of like buying a um a meal. Um, so it makes it very, very affordable for a lot of people to to just like get power and like have it on the go. And the beauty of our system is the fact that it's also it's also mobile, so you get it and you can move it all around. So when people rent it, they are thinking around the fact that okay, I basically have power along with me everywhere I go to. Also, like just um, and that's also some of the thinking that went into like the design process, which is like it must be simple, it must be easy to move around. Why also like meeting their daily energy needs. Yeah. Well, and of course, if I did own one of these things, it wouldn't solve the other fundamental problem, which is I couldn't charge the thing. So if you can't charge this thing that you own, it's useless. So the way that your system works is that the fact that you have to get it, it's charged, you swap it out. That is a huge added bonus. Otherwise, yeah. what would you do, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we actually got some customers that buy, so we got some, um, I mean, I mean we, we never wanted to do buyouts outrightly, but we got some customers that reached out to us that wanted to buy outrightly, actually some software engineers, remote workers that are making, um, they're making money from like some other means, um, outside Nigeria, like all these people working um, remotely, and what we observed was that they actually rented the capsule, they buy the capsule outrightly, and they bought a solar panel with it. So with solar nice. panel, they could charge it right away. So we also sell that as well, where you want to sell the solar panel. And what we do is that for people, we also people that rent for like a month outrightly, and for those ones, they try to, they rent the solar panel with it. So when they rent the solar panel with it, they have like solar panels to like charge the capsule on their own. We call it um, every time energy, where you have like energy every single time. And you rent, you rent, you rent that package, and we were also like able to like um, um, rent for like um, offer those services to you. It's just a lot of things have evolved as we continue to like um, explore the market. There's there's, got, there's quite a lot of like evolution when it comes to our model. Yeah, I've seen that, and your website shows a lot of those things. But it, it speaks to yeah. the importance of these types of uh, devices because. If somebody's earning $3 a day and they're spending 50 cents on this, that's a relatively large percentage of their income that they're that they're spending yeah. on this. That should tell us all how important it is that considering the choice between perhaps another meal and renting something that gives you power, you may say it's worth it because that's how valuable this kind of power yeah. is. Yes. Just to it's, live. It's, it's, yeah, it's... I mean, majority of them, um, I mean, because of the new advancement in communication, their cell phones is a very critical piece of their life and their work itself. So they need to keep that on, um, like somebody that is um, that is probably working, um, supplying, let's say, towels, or even doing bricklaying, they need their phone to get contact. C customers access them through their phone, so they need to keep that phone on. Um, so majority of them, are, it's not a function of like whether they don't, it's a function of like if they don't, they won't even be able to like eat the next $4 that will be able to like keep them for the next day or pay for their school fees or their kids fees or meet their own needs. So the basic thing is that they are, those phones need to be on and what we are doing is that we are they will deliver on our systems to like um, power those phones. And more importantly, what we observe is also the fact that a lot of people that use the cars use it to like to power their fans. Um, and because Nigeria is a very hot country, like right now it's insanely hot. It's a, it's totally like um, 
Um, like it's like A to Z where you compare Nigeria to where I was coming, where, where I was. I mean, Nigeria, Lagos now compared to like Canada. Everywhere is very hot. It's catching hot, and um, a lot of people need the power to also like um, to also to also live decently because when it's very hot, you can't even think. You need some little bit of like um, you need to connect to a fan so that you can sleep well, or else you won't be able to sleep. Like I can't sleep when there's no fan, basically, or like when there's AC or something. So there's a lot of money spent on cooling Nigeria, and we've got a lot of some of our customers actually leverage on this capsule to even to just to just like sleep overnight, like to just plug their fans and be able to have a comfortable sleep. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's just a lot of um, complicated. I mean, a lot of things that we are we are even seeing ourselves as we continue to like evolve as a company and talk to some of these customers that we have. Well, I don't know about other people, but I can't sleep at night unless I obsess about how many followers I have or don't have or negative comments on Instagram. So, do you feel that that kind of stress is adding to the lives of Nigerians? <laughs> The ability I mean, to compare just, yourself to other people and realize that you're not doing as well as them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, majority of them, I mean, majority of our own customers, which I'm going to speak for, and majority of them are not even like, I mean, some of them are on social media, some of them are on Facebook and Instagram, but majority of them are just looking for their daily bread. Yeah. And they just want, they just want to like have a, a decent sleep, wake up for their next daily bread and just keep the life going. As a majority of them just think about their family and they are not, they are, they are, it's more about like just daily survival. So they are, they are less worried already about what happens on. So majority of them are not even on social media. Majority of them are not on social media. They just want to, they just want to, they just want to keep living. And um, yeah, they, they, they are looking for like more opportunities as well. And that's also what we enable as well, where the moment they are connected, they are able to like access more opportunities that can actually increase their their standard of living. And what we do is that the system allows them to also like quadruple because right now we are introducing even like a bigger energy system that allows them to also like see access bigger energy system. We are introducing a two kilowatt hour system in January that people can rent as well for just um two dollars. These are people that are able to afford that two dollars, which is like some small businesses are making that they are spending more than that every single day to just keep their business going. So a lot of like feedback from what we are doing and just trying to like leverage on that, like optimize our system and trying to like solve more deeper problems and put like put smiles on people's faces, uh, which to me is one of the reason why we are doing this. I mean, it's just I when I see people that are very happy and excited about the fact that we are changing their lives and because of our capsules they are able to do this and that they are able to like write exams um, um keep their phones on um food bread on the table we get very excited about that and there's just like we just have to keep it going so along those lines do you feel that you've been able to make a positive impact in the community at this point do you feel that you're making a difference with what you're doing Oh yes, yes. I get we get testimonials every single time, at least once a week, about um, the value of our systems. Especially as more people discover our system. I mean, what has even what is even happening to us right now is that we are struggling to meet demands. Uh, based on like because we are we are currently in um, just southwest Nigeria, so there's a lot of people that even need a system where we are not existing. So we get those calls, we get we get people reach out to us every time. Like right now we're operating in Nigeria alone, and we've got people reach out from to us from over seven African countries about like our systems, including even Southeast Asia. So there's a lot of like um, we see a lot of impact when it comes to like what we are, the value that we are adding. And we've continued to also like try to scale those impacts um, from being able to like um, 
um, being able to be the source of like um, um, that a, a power that kind of like um, powers people's jobs and people's like like software engineers that have like remote jobs they are able to like connect to the ready capsules and get those jobs done or like a farmer or a, or a student is able to like let, do the assignment with ready capsule um they see an health worker that are able to like power maternity centers with ready capsules so there's a lot of things that we've been able to do uh, we have a pharmacy we have pharmacy stores that run a ready capsule right now we have tailors that run a ready capsule we have barbers that run a ready capsule we have livelihood that people that their daily livelihoods basically run on this system so i mean for us that's like insane impact and more importantly the ready capsule also offset more than one sixty kilogram of CO2 um, from existing waste wealth substitutes. So automatically, we also like see the the, the quality of life that the quality of life um, increase as people adopt our capsule because the other alternative is the expensive and hazardous diesel generator that is not only expensive but it's also like harmful to their health and the environment. and ready capsule takes all those away. It's cheaper. It's clean and it's also has like zero impact on the IL. So they, they can they can the, the value is very obvious to even a lot of the customers and we are just excited to be to be one of the companies driving that in our local communities here in Nigeria. That's incredible. Have there been examples of people who are now able to earn more money because of having access to the system? You mentioned that a lot of businesses rely on it. Has it enabled yes. people to grow financially? Yes. So what, what, we've, what uh, we did a study um, last year about um, when we were talking to um, trying to get a, a little bit of number about like what exactly our ready capsule is performing in the market and what that cost saving. What we observed that people save more than forty percent of their energy expenses when they actually adopted the ready capsule. Um, because majority of people to to power the same amount of device that already comes to power within a short period of time, people spend people do around spend around like four liters on fuel, and that's equivalent to roughly sometimes close to like two dollars to join just fuel to buy kerosene. That's excluding the cost of buying the generating set and all and oil and everything that goes into that. So we've seen majority of our customers see more than forty percent um decrease in their cost of cost in the cost they spend on energy um and that's um excluding the other value that comes from like having quality quality air where 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 during the where the where they where they currently live and the fact they are also not contributing to like um um embodied emission release in some of those local communities so we've seen a lot of like um, we have like even testimonials on our website of like tailors barbers um spicy stores Ambassadors themselves that even earn money through the ready cap. So we've seen most of ambassadors actually see a very they, they see increase in their own earning power when they sign up to be an ambassador of ready capsule. So they become that center of you come to them to rent and drop the capsule and they make 15% of that, they make 15% on that rental. So it's like we're creating businesses even locally as we continue to like um, even push our own um, um, push our own like energy system into some of the communities where we operate. How cool is that? That is so, so, so awesome. Now, having done this, you've come up with an idea. You said it was difficult in the beginning, but now you're on the other side. What would you say your primary motivator is now? Are you more motivated by building a business yourself? Are you more motivated by impact? What keeps you going every day on this mission? I think for me, it's um, I'm more motivated by the I'm more motivated by the impact that these systems provide because I've. I've learned that the best way to be happy, the most selfish way to be happy in life is to make a lot of people happy. 
um, like at the end of the day, it's um, it's more about the impact and the number of smart speaking on people's way that really matter. The kind of like um, what the, the problem we are able to solve, um, it's gonna linger on people's mind as we continue. Like um, and so for me, it's more about that accessibility. I mean, this year we changed we changed the name of our we changed the motto of our company to um, make the future. We're like. Well, that's actually what we are trying to do. We are trying yeah. to make the future for a lot of people. Because at the end of the day, that's what we stand for. So if you are a you know, small business owner and you are able to save 40% of your energy expenses when you adopted Ready Capsule, that 40%, that 40% can go into your business capital and that can increase um, the, your earning power when you, when you take that investment and you put it into your, your business. So we are basically making a better future for you. Um, or if you are a student and you now have access to electricity and you're able to write those exams and pass those exams very well, then we are making the future for you. Or if you're a brick player that with ready capsule you are connected every time and you're able to like get those calls, get those contracts, get it done, increase your earning power, provide for your family, we are making the future for you. So for us, it's um, for me, it's more about the mission. It's more about how do I make future for more people? I'm doing it right now for over 1,500 hours in Nigeria. I think that's still small. We have a long way to go when because there's still millions of people out there without electricity. And we think, I think this is what I'm born to do because even understanding, even going through that pain the first 24 years of my life, and made me understand it holistically. Like I've I've seen I've seen I've lived the pain myself. So I understand what it takes when somebody say they don't have power. I I I am being in Nigeria myself. I can I can relate to it very well. And I'm just trying my best to to put more smile on a lot of faces of Nigerians. It's it's a very tough country with a lot of people living in poverty. And I feel if that part of energy could be solved, probably a lot of people will actually have the opportunity to like cross the other side. And that's what I'm trying to do with my, my own little way, um, with, with what we are doing in Ready. In, in Ready. And, uh, and luckily, I've been blessed with amazing team members who are equally passionate about what we are doing. They put their, they put, they put their sweat and blood to see that our, our boats, uh, the research that we do, the the uh, operation we do locally, the product we build as all are up to standard and solves and kind of align with this mission as well because they also are equally motivated about like solving this problem at scale and that's what we are trying that's what we are trying to do we believe by next year our goal is to eat um, our goal is to eat thousands of um, individuals and businesses in Nigeria and scale to way more communities than where we are where we are right now so it's a uh, it's something I'm very excited about. Um, and I'm, I think I'm again, like I said, this is what I'm called to do. Uh, and I'm gonna continue to like to like push push that narrative. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. So when you get accolades like the 2021 Time magazine invention of the year, how does that make you feel? Do you care about stuff like that? Do awards matter to you? Has it helped your business to get an award or a feature like that? Yeah, I mean it's I, I mean the award gets us I mean, there, there are two things, right? I think for first, I, I love the awards. It gives some kind of um, credibility to what we are doing. Yeah. It makes us feel like at least we are on the right path and yeah. people are seeing and appreciating what we are doing. So it gives some kind of like endorsement and pat in the back to my team members when we take it back to them and they see the fact that, oh yeah, people actually are seeing what we are doing and they're happy about it. We're able to get an award for it. Um, but it's also an endorsement to also, it's, the flip side of that is that it's also more responsibility because it also puts us on that foot of like, we need to do more. Yeah. Um, so yes, we've got this award now, what next? How do we take, 
how do we with lens of obviously yes we'll be able to do this to get this award how do we get to the next level what do we do uh, what are the other things that we order based on the feedback that we got from customers how do we scale um, our solution so for us the awards are good but we try not to let it get to our head because more importantly it's all about the people it's all about the solution the people that we it's the impact that we made on the ground that matters more and that's our own critical focus so they are just come by the side but the goal is to get shit done yeah. and get more people energy. Simple. That's it, yeah. And do you feel like you have everything that you need to do that? Is it just a matter of time or are you missing certain resources to grow the mission? I mean, it's uh, nobody has everything, unfortunately, that we have learned. Everybody always needs something. Um, I mean, for us, we've been, we've been very lucky to have some amazing partners who have helped us get to this point. Um, I mean, some of them are on our website. Some of them are, I mean, some of them big names. Yeah, Cisco, yeah. Big, big people, big organizations. I mean, some of them have been very, very supportive to get yeah. us to this point. Um, but we are also obviously seeing more because, again, like I said, to get to millions of people without access to electricity is a very huge um, challenge. In Africa right now, we have 600 million Africans with are living with no access to electricity. So even, even if I solve the um, 100 million Nigerians, they see another 500 million people that are left. And the beauty of it is that this population is increasing. So automatically, there's a lot of work to do. And um, for us, it's, the goal is any resources add value to like what we are doing. So either financial or mentorship or collaboration opportunities that let us take, or even like stuff like this that gives that gives um, uh, more, um, that allow people to discover what we are doing and learn more about like uh, what we are doing that at least we exist. So, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's we, we, we don't have it all, but we are also happy about how far we've come, uh, understanding that, uh, and we're also always equally striving to get to, get to that next level, while also like leveraging on the resource we have in, on, on ground. Because I mean, what I've learned in life, which coming this far, is that the moment you are able to hit a milestone, that milestone automatically unlock more resources to get to the next milestone. And we're lucky again, like I said, to, to, be, to, be, to, to get, we've got a lot of amazing people support us and we are very sure there'll be more amazing people support us as we continue to evolve as a company. That's so cool. And you think you'll really be doing this for the next 10, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, the rest of your life? Yeah, we, I, I think for us in Ready, like I said, we are making the future and because of that, we like right now we have a lot, of, we've seen a lot of, being in energy is a very, I mean, I think I'm very grateful to God for even putting me in that space where I'm able to like see things holistically because what I've done in the past three years is like it has opened my eyes broadly to see all the problems that is happening locally in those in my communities and, and these are problems that's affecting millions of people in Africa outside Africa so what we, what we are doing in ready as a company is that while we are solving energy as a baseline problem, we are also thinking through like what are the other problems that we are solve, that we can solve with this energy asset. For example, um, last year, the, early this year, we launched a, a platform called a software called Tempone, temporary ownership. That's where that comes from. And what we observed was that we have we built a software platform to rent the ready castle. That's working for us. But we observe that a lot of people still lack access to like essential agricultural equipment, essential equipment that are necessary for them to farm. So when the farmer are in the ready capsule, the same farmer doesn't have access to, let's say, a plow to let them effectively work. So what we observe was that can't, we can actually leverage on this platform that we built to, to allow these people access more, uh, more, let's say, more, more agricultural machinery. So what we did was, 
We opened it up for like agricultural machineries to come list on the platform as well. We and we built the platform primarily for ready capsule, but we allowed them to like list on the platform. And the platform is growing day by day. So we've seen we have seen a lot of like vertical integrated innovation that we are building even be on, on top of the ready capsule stack. So a, a couple of amazing things is happening. I, I think as a company in ready, we are evolving. And I think we are continuing to evolve. And that's like I said, that's why we change our name. That's why we think we are making the future. And we think um, because that's a very bold mission. And that requires not just energy alone, even though energy is foundational to all innovation. We feel as we continue to see some of these first-hand challenges, we are going to be able to like effectively address it, leveraging on our established supply chain, establish relationship with our local communities, and establish like network that we, are, we continue to build and that continue to evolve as we also evolve as a company. So yes, it's going to be something I'm going to be solving for for a long time, and um, and I know it's going to also continue to evolve as well. Well, I think it's absolutely great. It's a it's an idea that we've talked about on the show before, but I really love it every time I see it. Somebody who leaves their home country, they go learn something, and then they bring something back. We've seen it a few times, and it's always a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. Uh, because the idea of taking something into your own hands, recognizing the problem, and deciding that you're going to do that for the good of the people, I mean, there's nothing basically more noble on earth from my perspective. I think it's an incredibly noble thing that you're doing. It's a great mission. And I think part of this is just starting, like you said, with with the awareness, because a lot of people who do take these things for granted aren't aware of what is sometimes called the digital divide or the gap between the haves and the have-nots when it comes to technology and power and all of these things, especially in a world that is heading towards AI and heading towards all of these other things. Realizing that 600 million people have the potential to be left out of that future by virtue of not having power. That's a big deal with huge consequences. So taking that upon yourself, I think it's awesome, man. I'm really glad that you have done that. Uh, I'm glad that people have taken notice. I'm glad that some big organizations have given you support and that they have told you that you're on the right track. And I just genuinely hope that the next five years helps you 10x, 100x your impact and that you go from thousands to millions of people getting them on the grid with all of your new solutions. So it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan and I'm, I'm glad that you could take the time with me today. Thanks, Ross. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much for also giving all the platform to share our story because again, like I said, um, this is also some of the big support I would need to like so also like get our story out there and let people know about what we are doing. So thank you so much for for yeah. your support. I think it's, you know, for people who don't live in an environment like yours, it's good for them to be aware of how fortunate they are and to not take these things for granted like you must have witnessed in Canada. Even the people who have nothing to do with it, it's good to just generally be aware of that. But for still others, this is a good kind of mission that a lot of people can get behind. And I hope that other people, as they become aware of your mission, get behind it and recognize, okay, this is important and this is something that we need to do because I got a feeling that a lot of great things are going to come from electrifying, well, let's start with the 70 million people in Nigeria, but then moving on to the rest of Africa. It's going to be a lot of new brains coming into the system, and that's what we need. So. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, sir. Uh, we've had a lot of technical difficulties, but it only underlies the point of why we're here and what we're talking about. We're trying to build that infrastructure. And uh, I want to let you close this episode out. So any final words, piece of advice, thoughts you want to share or anything you want to promote, please help us close it out. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have much, uh, but I would say, again, thank you so much for having me. And of course. And um, for us, we are trying to make it future and ready. And uh, we've, I mean, anybody out there, um, anyway, you want to support us, feel free to reach out. We are, we have like our our website is open www.ready.com, or you can send an email to us hello at ready hello hello at ready dot com. Ready is spelled R E E D D I. So R E W E WDI.com and um, I mean for us we are working our best to make the future in our only two way. Um, you can well you can obviously see what we are doing across like our newsletter, across our our social media platforms. I can always like chat and see what we are doing. We're excited about what we are doing and um, we are just we're just pushing that forward. So again, thank you Rose for for telling our stories and for like allowing us like tell our stories to the world, giving us the platform to tell our stories to the world. Thank you so much for 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 the opportunity. Well, it's a pleasure. The pleasure is actually all mine, Olu. It's an honor to have met you. Your energy is palpable. I love what you've done. Uh, thank you again. And with that, the official podcast is over. 